Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Drunk Bible Study. We are so excited to get started here. I am Emily. Uh, I'm Jace. I'm Dedeker. Sorry, I was swallowing my Dedeker's too high. drinking. Yes. I'm getting ready to learn about the Bible, man. That's true. I guess it's Bible juice. Can we uh-huh. call it Bible juice from now on? No. Not this good. wine is Bible juice. Wine, no, this wine, wine is, is Bible Jesus' juice. blood. Yeah. It is. Well, we're not getting there for like two more years, Em. So yeah. So it's not slow your roll. So I want to give well, a quick little background on the book of Genesis, actually. Um, so as we said in our episode zero, we're going through the Bible chronologically rather than in order of the books in the Bible. We're going to be jumping around between them to tell the story in the order that it actually is set in like a real life timeline. So the beginning of that is Genesis, which is also at the beginning of the Bible. So it may be misleading at first. You think we're just reading straight through, but Mm. we're not. So real quick about the book of the Bible. Wait, the book of the Bible. What do you mean by that? Like the whole Bible or just No, the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis. Okay, okay. Yes. (laughs) This particular book, Genesis, is attributed to Moses. And with the like earlier Old Testament stuff and even some of the New Testament stuff, there's historical debate over who actually Mm. wrote some of these because often they were like oral traditions passed down and eventually scribed by somebody. Um, But tradition credits this as being written by Moses, um, Mm -hmm. who is also the hit author of many bestsellers, such as the book (laughs) of Exodus, the book of Leviticus, Numbers, and the book of Deuteronomy. Like the whole Torah, essentially. Uh, Yeah. Uh, However, uh, it should be noted that modern scholars increasingly see them as potentially a product of the 5th and 6th centuries BC, which would be Mm, much later. later. Um, So anyway, that's that. Also, the book of Genesis is split into two major sections. Uh, And the first is chapters 1 through 11, which will be our first three episodes. Uh, And that is called the primeval history. And that's the creation of the world. Mm. Right. So this is kind of the history of everything. And then the next part, which we will get to a little bit later, is chapters 12 through 50. So, like, the bulk of the book. Whoa! Yes. Uh, And then this is the ancestral history. And so the ancestral history is kind of the history of God's relationship with the Jews. I see. Ready? I'm I'm so ready. Are you ready, Em? Yeah, I'm just like, wait a minute. Is God (laughs) had a relationship with people? Like, is he, like, in the sky... And then does he kind of come down and float down and is he like, guys, or is it just all uh, in your head? No, what? it's it's going to vary depending on different books of the Bible. Really? God, God manifests in many different ways. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> in very mysterious wow. ways. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, and with that, let's do Genesis 1. The beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, What did he say, Emily? Do you know? No. And God said, <laughs> Let there be light. And there oh, was light. That. Okay, yeah. Hang on, before we get to that point, yeah, yeah. like that part of Genesis always was. Re- such a mind trip to me that it's like there's like nothing Formless. yeah like the, but the then earth, water. Like, like he creates the, water. he creates the earth but the earth is like formless and that line darkness was over the surface of the deep and i realize that's obviously a translation upon a translation upon a translation but it's mm-hmm. always like poetic but 
mysterious, but also what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> I think my um, uh. my teachers in Christian school, they always explained it as like the earth was kind of in this weird like amoebal form mm. amoeba like form where it was like the matter was there but it hadn't yet been organized or something i don't i don't know but also water but also water was there right um where did we leave off and god said let, let there, there be, be light. light and there was light god saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness god called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day okay so first day happened first day happened yeah we got it okay good job okay <laughs> god yeah emily what do you know about this story do you like how many days what story like, how many the days story? Are, the, the, creation the creation story like, seven many, because the, that's their week right okay Our week okay and i know that like on Sunday, people rest, but I don't because I work brunch on Sunday all the time, so I never rest. <laughs> Sunday's the day for other people to rest and have brunch, and yeah. you exactly, work for and them. bitch at me and ask me for mimosas, and I give it to them. <laughs> well, I don't okay. think that's included in the Bible, at least not okay. in the Book of Genesis. Okay, okay, well, oh, I, I see. We're about to get to the part you were talking about, Dedeker. Gosh, yeah, I really. It's this is good. We're rereading this because. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <clears throat> verse six. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. Meaning land? I think it means like the sky between like like the the clouds. Like the atmosphere and the ocean? I think so. Because it said water above it and and below it. And below it? Meaning like the atmospheric... Water, something like that. Yeah, I guess the so. Do the do the do the do. I think if you keep reading. Um, also, just as a note, this is from the New International Version. Uh-huh. That's the version we're going to be using for this. Okay. It's, um, anyway, just for those of you following along, being like, "Wait, it doesn't say vault in mine." Uh, that's why. Uh, <clears throat> God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. Wow, okay. that second day went by real fast. The second day is just like, there's water and we're going to separate it in a confusing way. But but the vault was called Sky. Oh. So, yeah, and God called the vault Sky. So so it is separating the, the like, ocean water from the water in the heavens, which I think is the water that comes down as rain. Okay, all it's right. It's like in the clouds. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's so there. There had to have been land already because I don't think the land gets created separately. Uh, well, we'll keep reading. Yeah. We'll see. Are you following along so far, Em? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to hear about these vaults. Oh shit! No, well, no. Yeah, see, yeah keep reading. I'm keep wrong. Reading. I'm wrong. Okay. Gosh, I'm learning so much. And God said, "Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear." Mm-hmm. And it was oh. so. Okay. God called the dry ground land. And the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, he thought the day was over. Then God (laughs) said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. (laughs) And while you're making a face. (laughs) Just my question is this. Like, who is God talking to? Is he talking to himself? (laughs) 
And my second question is this. He, how does he know what vegetation is? Is well, it, And where does he come from? Does well, he just exist? And he's like, I'm super, super like bored right now. <laughs> so I'm going to make like vegetation and shit. That's also another huge, earth. deep question of like, has God just been around forever? I mean, that was always the explanation, explanation given to me is that God is like omnipresent. Like he's everywhere for all times, forever, has just always been around and then creates the world. And then what, like? 2050 years ago he was like okay i'm gonna make this earth more well, more years than that more years but, yes <clears throat> i guess so well I mean, something to note though is that a, a, a theme within a lot of christian teaching is like the power of the word and i think this is kind of an example mm. of that meaning like literally god's words by speaking them is how he created things right. um yeah Okay, like, so he's like, just talking to the world. Like yeah. The whole, like, in the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was God. And the word, yeah, that's John. That's right. That's John, yeah. Right. So, sorry, spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and bear in mind, also, I mean, obviously, like, fundamental creationism takes this as, like, literal. Like, literally, it was one day, this happened. Second day, this happened. Third day, this happened. By the time we get to seven days, everything's mm-hmm. created, we're done. There are other interpretations where people think, like, maybe because of translation or just because this is an allegory, maybe one day was 10,000 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this actually is an allegory for evolution and for like maybe a more biological physical explanation of how the world came into being. Like there's not, not every Christian thinks like it was literally seven days and this is how it went. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's many interpretations. Um, uh, where did we leave off here? We've, we've, uh, vegetation, right? Yes. And it was so the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. Okay. Day three. Day three. All right. We're really getting through this. And so God, much is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. So as in like separating into like the sun and the moon and the stars, stars. I guess. Well, because the, okay. the stars would mark times? sacred times, right? It's how you would do your calendar. Right. Right? Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. People can tell the if date God from says stars. It, then I guess it is true. <laughs> uh, so this is what's confusing to me, though, because God separated the light from the dark. But it's mm-hmm. not until here on day four where God actually made light emitting sources, sources to like help separate those. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is kind of that like it's very amorphous, very yes. sort of conceptual. Yes. yes, very conceptual. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, right. And God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. Yeah, if we so had there just we read go. A so further, the sun and the moon and the stars. Okay. Yes. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. Okay. Trucking along. <clears throat> Verse 20. 
And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living thing with which the water teems, and that move about in it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water and the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. I just want to point out that that does fall in line with evolutionary theory of everything kind of starting in the ocean first. But also birds. Well, yeah. Birds, that kind of throws it off, but... <laughs> right? Yeah, the birds just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what I was like, uh? But I'm just saying for him to be like, I'm going to create these creatures first... Which mm-hmm. I think, again, not to get too deep into it, like a lot of the Bible supports this idea that like humankind are superior to every other creature. And so you would think well, that in the story it would be like, oh, God creates humankind first because they're the most important, but kind of build up to it, I suppose. It's more of a save the best for last kind okay, of thing. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Well, and also that this earth is superior to like everything else it's like i created this earth and all the things in it and also the stars and the moon which are here simply for the sake of this earth and this planet well and not any other planets or things out there this was written there probably wasn't an awareness much of an awareness of there's other Mm -hmm. planets there's an awareness of like there's stars but yeah okay but there is now and people still take this as gospel as it were Yes. yes. Uh, all right, okay. let's, let's continue here. Let's, let's get to the story, get to some humans here. So verse 24, and God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move the, along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. We get animales. And I would think the day would be over here. But then God said... He's not done yet. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. What does he mean by in our image and our likeness, meaning his? Yeah, I think it's like the royal we, kind of... Yeah. But I thought that there's only one God. Well, it was explained to me either as the royal we or as in like the the Trinity, like God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, that it's kind of all already a call forward to like the idea of God being manifest in many forms. That's why it's our image. Hmm. Yeah, I see okay. it I see it more of like kind of a you know, a an old wizard being like, yes, and then let's mix them in our image. Yes. <laughs> like, right, that kind of... So he's just talking to himself. It's a very different image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Unless there's other gods that just got left out of this story. Oh, jeez, maybe. But you're not supposed to have other gods, right? Don't people, like, throw things and destroy tables and stuff for that? Wow, destroy Emily, you're getting tables. so far ahead in this story. <laughs> I love Specifically that. destroy tables. <laughs> tables were destroyed over other gods. That's yes, true. That's it's true. true. Um, okay, so see. God's like, let's make mankind in our image. <laughs> yes. Uh, so God created mankind in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. 
Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. (laughs) (laughs) They have to say it's good and good and good, and it was good, good. and it was very good. It was very good. (laughs) And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And that's the end of Genesis chapter one. Was that a choice of a translator to include the very good? Was there actually a different word? I'm just like, how did this become this way? Uh, well, something really cool actually for our <laughs> listeners, and I'm kind of unintentionally like acting like we're sponsored by BibleStudyTools.com. But if you we're go to... definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I think they would not be happy with what we're doing here. <laughs> if you go to BibleStudyTools.com where we're reading this and they have this reading program, you can like throw up from a drop-down menu, choose from like 30 different translations of the Bible. You used to see all the different interpretations yeah which is in itself would be a really cool study yeah. but that's maybe for people much more uh academic or, than us about yeah. this <laughs> are you guys ready to continue with genesis 2 one thing yes, i do want to point out and maybe oh. you'll appreciate this emily is that god specifically is like i give you all the plants for food mm-hmm. he doesn't say i mean he says like you're going to rule over all the animals but he doesn't say you get to eat the animals that's wow. something that comes later, right? Or am I just making that up from my Christian no, school? God was vegan. Well, he did say that he, that you can subdue them all. Yeah, subdue. But, but he specifically but he was did, like, all yeah. the green plants are yours for food. Because I think the eating animals thing doesn't happen until a little mm-hmm. later in the story. Interesting. Yeah. I never put that together. No. Because, yeah, a lot of people say that, actually. who They're like, well, God said that it's okay to eat animals, so... But at the beginning, but it was I, just the plants. Well, you know what's great about this podcast, Emily, is that soon, anytime someone makes an argument about something <laughs> being in the Bible, you can be like, well, actually, <laughs> actually I happen I've to read know it. Actually. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for chapter two? Are you going to narrate chapter yeah, two for I'll, us? Yeah, I'll read chapter two. Okay. Right. I, I get so to sit ready. back Let's and listen. Let's do this. Okay. Close my eyes and right. let you Genesis, take me away. Genesis two. Thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done, except not for Emily. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, no, I did a little postscript there. (laughs) Okay. Except unless you work at a restaurant that serves brunch. (laughs) (sighs) Alas. Okay, so yes, yeah, so we established that the seventh day is the day of rest. Right, so that's why okay. people rest on, on Sunday. Or, well, or Saturday I mean, they if don't you're really Jewish. Rest. If you're Jewish, yeah, it's on Saturday. Yeah, why is it on Saturday if you're Jewish and it says in the Bible that it's on Sunday? I assumed it had to do with a calendar thing, like why the Orthodox Church has a different calendar. It was than... a calendar thing, but I think an, another significant part of it was wanting to mm-hmm. distinguish themselves from the Jews and having a different day of rest. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, Okay. Okay. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, no sh- no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. <laughs> really? <laughs> God is like, I don't want no, no shrubs. No shrubs. <laughs> shrub is a plant that can't get no life from me. <laughs> oh, Sorry, that caught me by surprise. Okay. Um, 
Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. That was well, the first man? I thought that they already had made well, some Well, so that mans. is the, also another confusing part about the book of Genesis is like we yeah. get this account in the first chapter of like he made all the things and then it's done. And then the second chapter is like a little bit of a rehash with some details a little bit different. Like this whole thing about there were no plants. Yeah, uh, I think it's like a little bit of a flashback of like now we're going to fill in the details. I suppose. Okay. So like there was, so it was like, okay, there was no rain, but there were some underground streams that watered the ground right something like that i'm gonna keep going <laughs> okay good okay. idea okay so he takes dust from the ground breathes into it and it becomes a living being a man into his nostrils into his nostrils now the lord god had planted a garden in the east in eden and there he put the man he had formed i think scholars suggest that eden would have been near like the tigris and euphrates and like close to the fertile crescent Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been listening the to the East. History of English podcast. I know what okay, you're talking about. Okay, you know about, about the Fertile Crescent. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, the Lord God made... So this guy... So essentially like Adam. modern day, what, Egypt-ish? Is like no, the... No, further east, I thought. Okay. Huh. We'll, we'll do some research on yeah, this. We'll let we you know. Yeah, yeah. I have no that. idea where you're talking about specifically. I, I mean, I only have fuzzy memories from like, you know, Christian school, but I don't know how accurate mm. that is. Right. Shall I keep yes, reading? Yes, continue, okay. please. Yes. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so two trees. Mm-hmm. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it separated into four headwaters. The name of the first... Hmm. Oh, this is a lot of specifics. Um, the <laughs> name of the, I give you this chapter. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. Okay. I definitely did not read this in Sunday school. I don't remember these details <laughs> at all. They skipped this part. Um, and in parentheses, the gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Just in case Just you in didn't case you realize that all of this shit wasn't good. I, the name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Okay, so I just, Where does that put I just did some put research. This. So um, <clears throat> uh, basically amongst scholars, most consider the Garden of Eden to be a mythological place that well, didn't actually yeah. exist. Uh-huh. Of the ones who do believe that it was in a real location, uh, the suggestions based on these four tributaries that come Mm -hmm. together and a river and all of that is that it is, um, for example, at the head of the Persian Gulf in southern Mesopotamia, Mm -hmm. which is now Iraq, uh, where the Tigris and Euphrates rivers run into the sea. Um, or the Armenian highlands or the Armenian plateau. Okay, yeah, that was kind of oh, wow. where it was in my brain. I, yeah, I imagine it more in Armenia than in Iraq. In Iraq but, okay. but yeah, so there's different different potential ideas of, of okay. where it might be. Okay, so God okay. establishes this garden in this location, and there's good gold, apparently. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man... You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from oh, it, shit. you will certainly die. 
Okay, so that's going to happen. Die. You'll certainly die if you eat from it. But that doesn't happen. What do you mean that doesn't happen? You haven't read this book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone knows about Adam and Eve. Okay, hang on. They just okay, okay, okay. okay. We'll get okay. to it. We'll get to it. The Lord okay. God said, "It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him." Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. Sorry, Emily's, Emily's face. face. She's like, mm, I don't think I'll so. Have your woman okay, hang on, no, hang for on. Him. Not, we're not even to the point of the woman yet. Yeah. Okay, okay, so he's made all the wild animals. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man's just bird. like uh, bird, <laughs> red bird, giraffe, <laughs> tiger. Smaller tiger. Yeah, how do you come up with giraffe? Jeez. Oh, no. I guess they would have all been in an ancient language. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. What? I guess, like, maybe the Proto-Indo-European language? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Mm. Okay. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, that's the first time we hear him referred to as Adam, oh. which in Turkish mm-hmm. is the word for man. Adam. Oh, yeah. okay. And I'm sure it's linked to huh. also another root language. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. <laughs> so he's like, I mean, this bird is great and all, but really this not bird that can't helpful. Help me out. <laughs> not helpful in helping me pull these weeds. Yeah, gosh. It's like this dog's cool and all, but like mm, some opposable thumbs would be would great. Would really be great, God. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. So really early on, we get this very heteronormative um, heteronormative, mononormative narrative about men and women. They should be one flesh. Yes. Ew. I remember as a as a youth uh, finding the whole rib thing to be fascinating. Yeah. Because of the fact that like women have the extra floating rib that men don't. I thought don't that wasn't have. true though. I thought that, that I thought that was true? I thought that was not true. Can we Google this? I'll, I'll Google. You keep talking. Okay. Great. Was that was that all of chapter two? That was all of chapter two. That's the oh. end. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We have one more so chapter. Eve in this hasn't episode. even said shit yet. She's just like around. Well, she just and, got and made. She just got. I'm sorry. Like, how can one human, whole human, be made out of one single rib? How does one human get made out of dirt, Emily? You're right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Again, we're, we can't be arguing about whether dragons exist. <laughs> right. Like, bringing all right, it back all right, to fine, that. Fine. fine. Uh, no, right. no, men and women have the same number of ribs. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, hmm. I was misled by science, by yeah, lack of by, science. By lack of science. <laughs> you mean by the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but important part here is at this very end part that like they're naked and they feel no shame. Like they're just in the garden yeah. with all these animals and the plants and the trees. And they're like, this is fantastic. This is great. That's great. Are you reading chapter was three? It, was it warm? I would I hope assume. so. Must have been you know, if Eden they were is naked. painted as like it's like a paradise, right? It's like when God creates the world, He creates this like perfect place where we have all the food we could possibly want, and we're comfortable, and it's all great. And I think you're 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 reading in some stuff that hasn't been said. That it's, you're in, it's really hard it's, to. 
I know. It's hard out. to differentiate what we've been yeah. taught versus, versus what's, what's actually, actually in there. the book. It's, that's really hard. That's why it's really great to have Emily around. Um, keep us true to, to what's... Keep us, exactly. Uh, what's that? To keep us true to the word. That's Emily's uh, job here. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. But that's what I'm doing. No, don't. That's the whole point of this, Emily, is you don't have to take anyone's word for what's in the Bible ever again. Because you will know... You will know the Bible. Yourself. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Are you ready for Genesis 3? This is where shit's oh, going to get really real. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. The fall. <gasps> of man. Yes. Yeah. Nailed the very it. Very same. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Well, okay. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Uh, do you have to do you do like my voice? serpent voice? I really I don't like the voice. serpent voice. <laughs> what do you think, Emily? Is it good? Um, I mean, I guess I could see a serpent talking like that. <laughs> okay. A serpent? It's just a serpent. Serpent? Uh, the woman <laughs> said one. to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say... You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. It's, now it's just you can't eat it, but you can't even touch it. Jeez. 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 <clears throat> okay. Why even make it if you can't touch it? Mm. That's a good question, Emily. One that, eh? one that this serpent might be trying to get the woman to ask. Mm. I would ask it. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, you're rolling your eyes so hard. I really don't like the serpent voice. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did not want the Bible to be turned into a melodrama. Oh, come on. Just keep reading. Okay. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom... She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. <laughs> Wait, he was the, her husband? I thought that the, he, like, just, just made her. They just met. It's like, just met. <laughs> yeah, and this is crazy, but... Here's my number. Here's my number, and marry me, please. <laughs> we're married. Because literally we're the only we're people the only in the world. We're the only two people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> No one can officiate the wedding, however. <laughs> oh, it's true. I guess God officiated it. I think God is, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was nice of him. So, okay, I, I just want to point out here that that literally this is one sentence. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Mm-hmm. This one sentence has been so many different lessons in Sunday school for me oh. of like, reading all this into it of like she convinced him to eat it or that she you know was was like what? tempted by the serpent and he's just like the serpent's like no man it's cool and she's like all right here babe okay it's like the, the way it's written here is so simple but it's like been like elaborated, story that's out elaborated into this well well it also goes fully on to this whole justification of like women being just maybe a tiny bit more evil than men are because they were the ones who <laughs> Fell to temptation and then tempted men into doing the same bad thing. I just feel like that's not even here. No, I know, I know, that's I know. What's it's not so even nuts here. About it. No, it's not here. But everyone else wants it to be there. <laughs> every, not every individual society it. at large. <laughs> okay, you ready to find out what happens when they ate it? 
so ready. <laughs> then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. I'm sorry, did they have needles? <laughs> I guess I never, they did. I never questioned that. That is interesting because from an archaeological or anthropological standpoint, the first needles were probably made of bone, but it's like, how'd you get bone if you weren't eating mm. animals or killing animals? Oh, shit. Maybe some know. nice wood. <laughs> they sewed them together. I guess if you it's have... It's a fig leaf also. You can just yeah. like pierce it with... You get, you know those with like... what? Uh, Where did you get like string? No, you know those, those things, they're like little... Um, uh, they'll they'll sort of grow around trees or whatever. Those kind of those long, like tenderly sort of vines. Sort of not like the thicker vines, but like the little thin ones. Are they also vines? Well, the, but there's also a lot of fibrous plants that yeah. again, indigenous peoples have been using for years, like to, like basket weaving. Yeah, like basket weaving. So they basket wove some clothes together. Okay. <laughs> they wove some baskets Good. for their junk. Maybe sewed is a bad translation. Yeah. Maybe it should have been weaved. They weaved Crafted. fig fig leaves together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, then, the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid what? from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But God's like, what? There. Like there. He's like there. Wait, so he becomes a human and is like, I'd be walking around. Maybe he always was. Not established that this is the first what time. If God was one of us. <laughs> I love that this has turned into like a little musical review, too. I love it. <laughs> um, so they, they hid okay. from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and was afraid because I was naked. So I what hid. Is this accent? <laughs> just as Adam. I don't know. Adam's a, uh, just a very saucy boy. Yeah. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put me here with, she gave me some fruit from the tree oh, and I ate it. God, wow, what a what dick. Throws her under the bus right away. This is his wife. And he's like, she made me eat it. <laughs> Shit. It wasn't me, it was her. Uh, I'm going to throw her under the bus. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate it. You throw the serpent under the bus. <laughs> So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And okay, I hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and the serpent's like, whatever. Okay. Well, so. Well, okay. So hang on, though, because it's did like. Did the serpent not already do this? Was the serpent. No, I remember in Sunday school slash my Christian upbringing, some mm -hmm. teachers Claiming that, like, maybe this suggests that serpents had, like, feeties. Had little leggies? Like, had little legs. Like, maybe they were more lizard-like. Oh, maybe they were lizards. And then God was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to punish you and take away your legs, and you have to just kind of slither around. slither around. They do quite well for themselves. They do. I've also never seen a serpent actually eat dust, so. Yeah, I've never yes. seen them eat dust. <laughs> <laughs> so it continues here. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush what your head mean? and you will strike his heel. What? It, yeah, he changed gender pronouns here, which is interesting. Okay, okay. So this, I feel like it could be interpreted literally as in 
thought god i'm god i'm gonna establish that like human beings and snakes are always gonna have a beef Mm -hmm. because like you can just like stomp on the head of a serpent but the serpent can be crafty and bite bite you on the heel and kill you instantly or essentially you know depending on how poisonous it is i heard this verse interpreted as kind of a call forward to like christ and the devil and how that's all gonna go but oh yeah all this stuff is still in my brain man i never heard that call forward from here so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, okay. but I think it's just that that like human beings are always going to have a beef with snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you guys feel about snakes? I mean, one of my best friends has like a pathological fear of them. Yeah. I always thought that they were adorable. I'm, I'm very my much cousin the same. had a boa constrictor that was six feet long. Interesting. Wow. It lived oh. in his rafters. Whoa, that's a little bit much. Yeah, that's. I've always been fine with snakes, but it's the same thing where I have friends who are like seriously, deeply scared of snakes. And it makes sense. Like, I mean, primates in general tend to have this really deep seated fear of both spiders and snakes. Like, that's a really common thing. Why wasn't it a spider that tempted Eve with the apple? Interesting. Be the revision I would make to the Bible because I'm much more freaked out by spiders, spiders. than snakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the punishment for the snake. <clears throat> now, to the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Jeez. So I like that the punishment for Eve is that your desire will be for your husband. Well, no, I thought that interpretation was like your desire is going to be for your husband's position. Like, it's essentially establishing, like, I'm installing the glass ceiling, baby, right now. shit. That's bad. Because no, that's I heard he it will, is like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she's never going to get to where he is. He will always have power mm. over her, and you will desire it, but you ain't going to get it. Yeah. And that's still true today. I do think it's interesting. You know, if this is being written, however many thousands of years ago, at right. least they do establish like this is a curse on women. That's true. <laughs> like, this isn't a desirable state. This, this is a curse. Spa- yeah, exactly. Interesting. And uh, <clears throat> to Adam, he said. Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow... By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Jeez. So, to me, this is like God is establishing death. Yeah. They're like, death wasn't a thing before, but now because of this, you will return to the dust. Is that? I feel like I've heard that interpretation before. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought it, like the idea was that like initially God created Adam and Eve to be live in like this paradise where they wouldn't have to work for their food, just like the plants produce all their food and it's right. wonderful and it's easy. But now their punishment is like, no, now you have to try to be agriculturalists, which right. again, if we read, if you've read the book Ishmael, which is one of my favorite books also, it goes right. into a whole interpretation of like this being actually an allegory for when totalitarian agriculturalists kind of pushed out more pastoralist tribes. But anyway, we won't get into that. But it's that. (laughs) It's the idea of like, you're going to have to work really hard as an agriculturalist to grow your food and you're going to die. And so I think that was that like, that was the thing is that like, if you eat of this tree, then you're going to die. Not like Mm. instantly, but you're going to bring death into the world. Wow. Jeez. 
let's see. Let's continue here. Um, Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. You know, like, is, does Eve have a meaning of that? I'm sure it probably means mother or something like that. Okay. Because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Emily, you look horrified. This is when God stops being skin. vegan. <clears throat> I, I'm assuming it was an animal's yeah, Probably animal awful. skin, yeah. Made of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So I think that this is the whole, like, he used to be able to eat from the tree of life and live forever, but now that he knows good and evil, he can't live forever. Like one of us. This is interesting, though. One of us implies multiple gods to me. You know? I agree. Well, and this actually, I think, is worth noting, because this is uh, something that I think is going to come up later in a, a sort of a theory that I have about interpreting this, that I think in this time, there were multiple gods, mm. and God knows the other gods, and maybe in making them in our image actually was our, the gods image. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here, too, he's become like one of us, right? Yeah. One of us, the gods, knowing good and evil. Yeah. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Mythological all of a sudden and Do you know what yeah. cherubim are? One more time. Cherubim. Cherubim. Like little cherubs? Yeah. I guess that's where it came from. Yeah. Like little, you know. Is that it? Like 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 little little angel baby fatties. I feel like the the like little fat baby interpretation came later. Okay. Yeah, their so their original role was protecting the Garden of Eden. Um they're not technically angels, oh. at least not explicitly. Oh. Only in then late, what are they? only in later sources, not from the Bible, are they identified as a rank of angel. Um, so they're like some other kind of unearthly Whoa. being. Um, geez, yeah. So I, I guess the deal is that the Bible doesn't actually give a lot of details about this, but other writings, like other traditional Jewish texts do give the description that they had youthful human features and things like that. Okay. So little, little babies. So little I think it's kind of like the, uh, like you you can't just read the Lord of the Rings. You have to read the Silmarillion to kind of get, get more the, of the details, <laughs> the backstory of what happened here. So that's the end of the chapter. And that's wow, the end of day it. one of drunk Bible study. Jeez. What do we you learned a lot today. What did you and learn? I was horrified Emily? multiple times. <laughs> what did you learn, Emily? Could you recap for us? Like, what did you learn today? I learned about each of the seven days in which this world was made by the God, God, <laughs> the God, and then, uh-huh. uh-huh. and that perhaps there are other gods, but he won't name them. And if you talk about them, oh man, oh, we haven't gotten that yet. That'll happen later. But yes. Um, and that also the serpent is bad and now eats dust and has to be on his belly. Uh-huh. And that men and women are afraid of being naked. And 
that women have to go through childbirth and mm. have a glass ceiling over them, mm. which is man. Mm. And men, mm. all that they have to do is just like, I don't know, like they're going to die someday. <laughs> that maybe all God they have was to like. Do. And plow fields well, and no. shit. Yeah. And plow fields, big deal. <laughs> but God probably was like, God probably was like, well, you know, you as a man will die before women, which happens too. Uh. Like, Women have longer life expectancy. He did curse Adam with dying and not necessarily not Eve. <laughs> so that's true. That's, yeah. That is true. That is true. Interesting. But now they're never so, allowed back into the Garden of Eden. What? I think that's a pretty good end to like the first part of this story. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And we'll never go yeah. back here. So in Ishmael, like the way that author interprets this story is that is kind of more from an anthropological perspective that you know, the very early Hebrew tribes were hunter-gatherers slash pastoralists. So mm. very much like the Garden of Eden, they just kind of like hunter-gathered, like, you know, see. Yeah, sure, relied on sure. the land for their food and all the green plants. And then he thinks that like there was some other tribe that was were agriculturalists. And the only problem with really expansive agriculture is that it needs a lot of land. And so you end up driving mm. out other tribes and so mm. he thinks that like these other tribes started driving out the Hebrews because they needed all this land and that this is kind of a story of these early Hebrew tribes kind of finally having to become agriculture in order to survive. Um, wow. And they Jeez. think that that's why. And also when we go on to the next story, the story of Cain and Abel, that that also kind of supports that narrative as well. I feel like I've already found things that I was like, I didn't quite realize that was how that story went down. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the Bible I have actually read before. Yeah. Like I have read all of this part before. Um, so I'm really excited to to continue on from here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cain and Abel is the very first thing we're going to start with next time. Alrighty. On Drunk Bible wow. Study. Thank you so much. If you like the show, please subscribe, write us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to us. Tell your friends. Post about it. Um, You can uh, find more about us at DrunkBibleStudy.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. 